guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and today's movie is Surf Ninjas. According to Google Movies, brothers Johnny and Adam are coasting through a fun surfer existence in Los Angeles when they are suddenly accosted by a band of ninjas. A mysterious warrior comes to their aid, later telling the brothers that they are royal heirs to the throne of Patusan, an embattled island under the rule of a tyrannical leader. After discovering their untapped ninja skills, Johnny and Adam agree to travel to Patusan to overthrow the current monarchy. It's not streaming anywhere, but you can head to YouTube to see an extended trailer of the movie. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it an 11, and the audience gives it a 68. <laughs> wow, an 11? Well, that beat our last lowest scored movie, I believe. <laughs> um. I was actually really surprised that I hadn't ever seen this movie before. As a huge fan of the movie Three Ninjas, which I'm assuming was in about the same time period, um, like this gave me such Three Ninjas feelings. And I immediately I was like nostalgic for it, even though it's a movie I've never seen. It was really weird. I was I was having like nostalgia feelings about it because of Three Ninjas, I think. Well, yeah, in that time period, everything was ninjas and everything was surfing, but nobody <laughs> yeah. did both. That's true. That is true. The The ninja boys and three ninjas did not surf, as, as far as we knew, anyway. Um, it um, was... Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say this about the acting. It's either really bad or, like, mind-blowingly <laughs> incredible, and I can't tell which one. <laughs> you know what? That's I feel like that's also a thing for that time period for, like family movies you know it was just it pretty much was awful acting but you were like yay this is a movie that's fun and I enjoy it and who cares <laughs> yeah for some reason it came off as really likable even though the line delivery was a little weird and Johnny makes the dumbest faces known to man <laughs> he does um I also the second that I saw Iggy, who is uh, Rob Schneider. First of all, honey, you're not a high school kid. Second of all, I don't know why in the very first scene that we see him, like the first second that we see him, I think he has something on his head too, doesn't he? Like like some sort of a scarf headgear thing. I don't remember yes. what it was, right? Yeah, and if something about that reminded me of early Eminem. And I just sat there and went, this is so weird. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Rob Schneider, who is well, supposed to be 17 or something, reminds me of early Eminem. What? Rob Schneider was 29 when they filmed this movie. Wow. Holy crap. And was was the actor like, who... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He looked 29. And no, yeah. the actor who played yeah. Johnny was not... 29 he okay. was actually in his teens okay I thought so because I was gonna say if he also was in like in his 20s in the late 20s especially um he looks really damn young for his age because he looked like they cast that right <laughs> they did a good enough job with aging Rob Schneider down with the hair and the clothes this yeah it's like close enough I don't care yeah, it was just in that first moment when you see him, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> but then, like, throughout the movie, especially because he is the character that he is, you're like, yeah, okay, he's a 17-year-old idiot. Cool, I got it. I'm, I'm with it now. I'm, well, I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
here with it, but I'm with it. <laughs> I'm not usually a Rob Schneider fan, and Iggy mm. is hilarious. Like yes. usually in a movie, the sarcastic character is also mm. really smart, and it's just like the smartest person walking through the room of idiots. He's mm. sarcastic and dumb, and we don't see that much. Yeah, that is true, and he is so so very dumb. He spends most of the movie believing he has the magical power <laughs> to make things happen with his mind. Doesn't he, though? Doesn't he? Don't we all? <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be just constant coincidence, but it does tend to, like, what he says tends to happen. I mean, it's because the others are doing the things that he says should happen, but, you know. <laughs> well, he also thinks he's a king, right? He does. Yeah. And he was really funny throughout the entire thing. He was actually my favorite character. Hmm, okay. I'm not and surprised. I think <laughs> what worked about him believing he could manifest things mm -hmm. is he didn't have to learn how to do any fight choreography for this movie at all. <laughs> yeah. Because he thought he was helping by hiding under a table and rubbing his temples. <laughs> and it worked to great effect <laughs> you know like, when people when people ask you like what superpower you wish you could have if you could have any superpower in the world that's the one I want I don't want to go out and fight and be active and like possibly get killed I want to be able to just hide somewhere and like rub my temples and say something is going to happen and then make it happen <laughs> yeah but you would think that they would have made the character of Iggy into kind of a, I would say, yellow-bellied mm. scaredy cat. He right. wasn't scared. He just thought he was helping. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Well, okay. He was scared of one thing that we see early, early on, but I'm going to get to that soon because I want to go back to the like the beginning of the movie. Um, with the uh, dad, Mac, and the kids. And uh, we haven't even mentioned Adam, Johnny and Adam. Um, and I love their little, like, bickering back and forth and the kids being little shits to the dad where he's like, what is it, Van Halen, I think? Like, yes. no Van Halen before I've had my coffee. And they're like, yeah, but we've already had ours. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's cute. They did a great job setting that up really well mm. at the beginning where mm -hmm. Mac is not like a main character of this movie but they make you care about Mac just in the way that he interacts with his kids yeah and I don't know who the actor is but he reminded me of the dad from Boy Meets World uh not the wait Sean's sorry not dad. Sean's dad yes thank you I'm like not the main dad <laughs> um <laughs> yeah he really reminded me of him and so immediately I loved him I didn't care anything about his storyline like I didn't care what they did with him in the storyline but I love that man and so it was it was a good moment for me um well, not only did they set up the relationship really well but they also set up the the further conflict because not to jump too far ahead but eventually Mac does get taken by evil mm -hmm. ninjas mm -hmm. And it, it, they set him up well enough that it hurt me that he was in danger. Yeah, they did. 
And it also hurt me that the last time Johnny told his father that he loved him before he got taken by ninjas, he followed it with psych. Yeah. At least Adam didn't say psych. Because he, he, he did the same thing, sort of, to Mac, but he didn't, like, take it back. <laughs> I thought Mac was going to be dead, and that Aww. it killed me. That that yeah. was how it ended. Okay, so I have I have to say this because you just brought up like that you thought that he would be dead. I okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, the the ninjas that attack them, or the bad ninjas, are really bad at ninjaing, and a lot of them were in these movies, in these types of movies, because they're like dropping from the ceiling, yelling like before they've even actually attacked. It's like, well, your surprise attack is screwed now because you're just yelling all over the place. So good job. Um, but there were quite a few things in this movie. And I believe it was before we even get to the scene where the family is being attacked. But there's a few things that happen. Like when we see um, Colonel Cheese, I wrote Lair. I don't know if Lair is the right word for it, but I'm sticking with Lair. It is pretty creepy considering this is supposed to be like a kid's movie or a family movie. I, I was a little creeped out by it, right? Yeah, like, I was like, really? What the hell? The creepiest thing for me is I could see it being a real re-education camp under a dictatorship. Yeah. Like, the dissenters are captured and tortured, and mm-hmm. then there's a brainwashing track of platitudes being repeated in a pleasant mm-hmm. voice in the background, like, Colonel Chi is wise. Colonel Chi will take care of us yeah. while people are being tortured. And it's like, that feels like it's from a completely different movie. Yeah, I, I was really confused by it. And I was I started to think, like, when I if I was a kid watching this for the first time, I wonder if it would have just been like, like, it would have meant nothing to me. It would have been one of those scenes where I was like, ah, eh, this part's boring. I don't care. Bring back the kids, you know? Um, or if it would have creeped me out. I'm not sure. I generally think that this movie is two different movies. The things that happen uh, at the beginning, before they get to Patusan, mm-hmm. is a very different movie than the things that happen on Patusan. Hmm. Because at the beginning, it's like a funny, goofy movie with these kids and all that, yeah. sort of. Yeah. I mean, outside of a few parts but once you get to Patusan there is a political revolution happening and the rebels are being tortured and people are starving in the streets and it's like oh my god mm-hmm. yeah what am I watching when did this yeah. happen <laughs> somebody changed the channel what happened <laughs> yeah it's I, I feel like that's also something that happened in movies like that because it that reminds me of Three Ninjas too. And I know we're not talking about that movie right now and we will someday, damn it, I promise. Um, but like, I feel like that happens in that movie too. My memory is not great on it right now, but I think like there's that point of switching from like really funny, goofy movie, even when there is fighting scenes to, oh shit, this is serious. People are going to die now. Yeah, and they never went too serious, so that mm. was good to keep people involved, but they mm-hmm. really did explore some dark themes in this movie. Yeah, they did. Maybe that they were hoping that the kid, it would go like over the kids' heads. They wouldn't get it at all, but like it's a family movie, so the parents would get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, speaking of dark themes, mm-hmm. the racist teacher, <laughs> Mr. Yes. Zunbar, mm-hmm. decides that Johnny is going to prepare a presentation in the native style <laughs> for a visiting dignitary, the Baba Ram of Mikram. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, Mikram is probably not necessarily related to Patusan in the native style. Right. That would be like saying Japan and China have the same native style. Right, yeah. Like, Asia is a big-ass place. <laughs> yeah, it's not all the same. But also, Johnny is adopted by, like, mm-hmm. the whitest man in the world. They have a diner. <laughs> yeah. He talks like a valley girl, but male. <laughs> yep. Like Chakabra. He has no connection to his Asian heritage, and assuming that he does and would know how to prepare something in the native style just because he's brown sucks. Mm. Yep. That was that like subtle I'm gonna call it subtle racism because it wasn't like a big part of the movie, you know? But like that subtle racism was huge in the like this was in the 90s right i'm imagining yes it was okay good in the 90s um they like threw in little racist things here and there that were supposed to be i think funny but they like looking back on it it's like wow that's not funny that's just straight out racist what the fuck but they like about (laughs) this is that he was supposed to not like he was not supposed to be the good guy that was right like specifically shown as not being a reasonable request and then after Johnny just at the last minute fucks off and just makes the Glee Club sing Barbara Ann, which everybody is super into, you know, they in the love 90s. It. They love yeah. Barbara Ann. Um, but including the Baba Ram of Mikram, he loved fucking Barbara Ann. He, <laughs> he did. He comes back later in the movie and it's just like, I remember you. That was so funny, Barbara Ann. <laughs> so this traditional native style bullshit was just like a white person being a dick. And the mm. Asian person was just like awesome, love it, rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that well, I, I won't get in because I'm gonna I was gonna talk about the end a little bit since you did bring that up it it comes back in the end but we'll get there when we get there i also love the moto surfing by the way that they do as they're driving to school Uh, that especially that it's such a common thing that the kids in this school are doing that like the cops are on them and they're like watching them they know what's happening and they're like arresting other kids for doing it i hated the moto surfing i thought it looked stupid i (laughs) understood like the car surfing in Teen Wolf because they just got on top of the van and pretended they were surfing. Yeah. But to pull out paddles in your car and <laughs> pretend you're paddling the car, what are you doing? Well and I think that said a lot about these kids. I I never got the impression that either well obviously Iggy was not a cool kid, but like I didn't think that Johnny or Adam were like 
cool kids. I thought no. they were just like they got by by being little shits and they loved surfing and they loved surfing so much that they took it to that level. But it wasn't like, a, oh, cool. Look at the surfers doing a cool surfing thing. It was like, look at these nerds. What the fuck are they doing? You know, and I liked it in that way because they were such dorky little kids who thought that what they were doing was cool, you know? They were absolutely the class clown types, but they didn't Mm. come off as being exceedingly popular or anything like that, which you're right, was a good lead into this movie Mm -hmm. to just to not have these people be like the best and brightest at their school to have them just be these losers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because, yeah, movies always want to focus on the, like, popular kid or the one that's, like, really, like, the kid that's being bullied or the really, really nerdy kid or whatever. It's one or the other. It's never, like, no, they're just, you know, regular kids who are in this school of many other regular kids. They're just, they just care a lot less (laughs) about school than the other kids do. They're not even particularly good at anything. Mm -hmm. I mean... The choreography in this movie of the fight scenes is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And Ernie Reyes Sr., in addition to playing the role of Zash, did the fight choreography. And he did a mm, great job. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's cool. My favorite part of it, though, is how Ernie Reyes Jr.'s Johnny played it off. Mm-hmm. Every time he hit the choreography how he was supposed to and looked terrified that it was working. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine that's an easy thing to pull off with your features while you're doing choreography, but it mm. really sold the scenes that he was just kicking and punching and using these weapons and just like, holy shit, what am I doing? I don't know what any of this. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He And I think that's why what you said makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's the worst acting ever. However, it's also really great acting in that way. <laughs> It's enjoyable, if not technically great. Yeah. Yeah, he had very over, like, over-the-top facial expressions, and it worked for a lot of the scenes. It did. Um, um, go ahead. I was going to lead into the next part of the movie, but you can go ahead. <laughs> um, I was going to lead into the fight scene at Max Diner. Do you have something earlier than that? Um, no, I think it comes after that, actually, so go ahead. I loved that fight scene because it was well choreographed, but it was also hilarious because this mm. is a family-friendly comedy. It's not a Jackie Chan movie. Right. Like, Zatch uses a skateboard as a weapon, and Mac burns <laughs> a guy's nuts off on a flat top stone. <laughs> yep. But that they still lose, and it's so sad. I know. Yeah, I and thought the, they flat out killed Mac. I thought he was gone. I had that feeling too, but also I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Because I, okay, so when they like escape and then they go out to like the, to the beach basically. And I think that's where Zach is telling them everything. Um, and the fact that they're like, oh, he was taken, not he's dead. I was pretty certain that he wasn't going to end up being dead. Like, they would have, if they were going to make it, like, a dramatic, your dad's dead thing, they would have done it there. You know what I mean? Where, like, as he's pulling the kids away. Um, But I think that was the heartbreaking part, was watching the kids, like, no, we can't leave our dad. We're going back. You know, like, that that hurt me more. Um, But, yeah, I love 
it's like what you were saying, even though there's a lot of these like serious things that end up happening, there's enough comedy to kind of carry it and still make it pretty lighthearted because Zach is telling them the story of them. Like, this is your family. This is what happened to your family. This is who you two are, your princes, blah, blah, blah. There And then like he comes, it comes back to them in the current time and they're falling asleep and they think the story is done. And Adam says something about how that was a really long story or whatever. And then he continues and they're like, oh, and they fall back asleep. And I thought that was really good because usually in these types of movies, the kids are like, what? Oh my gosh, I am this thing and I'm that thing and whatever. And these kids are like, oh, we don't give a shit. Can your story be over now, please? <laughs> that story was the most hilarious fight scene in the movie. Um, because at one point, Zatch throws the baby up in the air to dodge the <laughs> yes. and then catches the baby. And then Leslie Nielsen's Colonel Chi gets stepped on by a fucking elephant. <laughs> yes. I can't remember if it was there in that fight scene or in a later fight scene. I know I write, wrote it down. I can't remember where it was, so I might be jumping here. But he, like, grabs his dick at some That's point. That's the end. Oh my god, that should not be in a family-friendly movie. Like, it wasn't even just like he's grabbing his crotch. They, like, made it real. You know what I mean? Okay. I was like, no. Not only yeah. did he grab it, but he, like, was pulling on it. Yeah! And he was doing that because Adam has the ability to control him through his video game. So oh, Adam right. was making him do it. And I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be a masturbation reference or if yeah. it was supposed to be him trying to pull his own nuts off. Yeah, I, I don't even want to know. All I know is that if little baby me watched this movie in the 90s, I would have been horrified. Yeah, I want no part of whatever it is. Yeah, doing. yeah, it was weird. Um, I think I think we meet... Um, what is he? He's a he's a lieutenant. Lieutenant, lieutenant Spence, Spence, right? Soon after the like fight scene at, at their diner place, isn't it? Yes, we do. Uh, Iggy calls the cops, and then Lieutenant right. Spence shows up, as in Tone Loke, the man who sang the Funky Cold Medina, a song about date rape. Who is a lieutenant? Goody, <laughs> the worst lieutenant in the world. I love him so much. Why? <laughs> but he's. He's bad at his job, yeah. But but I love him so much. Their dad obviously gets attacked. You see the diner. He tells yeah. the kids their dad probably just abandoned them to get away from loan yeah. shots. <laughs> yes. And then leaves them with Rob <laughs> Schneider, who's pretending to be their <laughs> Irish uncle, who, yeah. even if you believed it, threatens to beat them with a prosthetic leg. Yep. Yep, and he like you can tell he's just staring at him like uh huh okay, but he leaves anyway. And yeah, I had a moment where like no, just having patrol outside is not enough. What the hell? <laughs> like, are you really gonna leave right now? And yeah, he does. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my first reaction to him when he spoke though was like, oh, that's a nice voice. I like that oh, voice. Who keeps talking? <laughs> oh, there's a reason he was a singer for a couple minutes. <laughs> For a couple minutes, I enjoy that. Funky Cold um, Medina, Wild Thing, I think that was it. <laughs> I didn't even know that's who he was. So for me, it wasn't like 
that guy. I he he looked really familiar. He sounded really familiar, but I never connected it. I never thought too much about it. And I, I feel like I need to say this. I was really tired when I was watching this movie. I, mean, I wasn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> I really wasn't this time. <laughs> you know how they put Ludacris in the Fast and Furious movies so they can use Ludacris music on the soundtrack? I do know that's the why they did it. That makes sense. I don't know if that's why, but it's part of reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. They used his song in the moto surfing, one of them that I don't know and will never hear again anywhere. Oh. <laughs> so his... maybe they just wanted to use his music and were like, yeah, he'll do. Yeah, we're going to use that one song of yours and nobody knows. So yeah, go ahead and be in the movie. <laughs> Sounds right. <clears throat> um, yeah, he was great. And I enjoy that he didn't just disappear, even though he was awful at his job, but that he didn't just disappear and that he comes back again. And he's a part of the movie, because I think he was a really important part of the movie, not in the like, furthering the story way, but in the like, he made the story better. And he was funny. And he was fun to have around. He had some of the best lines in the movie. At he some did. point, they have to kidnap him to stop him from reporting them and he wakes up comes out and they ask how he got unhandcuffed and he says that he swallows a handcuff <laughs> every just in case. Who, who thinks of that who does that well what's great is you just stole one of my favorite quotes but that helped me decide which one i'm gonna use no that's okay i have a backup plan <laughs> but yeah the like i swallowed it last tuesday it's like how'd you know you were gonna need it i swallowed it every tuesday it's like what okay <laughs> sure. the way he says it like it's so <laughs> obvious yeah <laughs> yep yeah he his delivery was good too and it's even better now that i know that he was like a singer was like I don't know if he acted outside of this if he's been in other things and if he was probably just not many at least at that point you know I am that's what I'm imagining so he did a good job not he that did. it was a difficult I guess for him I don't know I'm assuming things about this man I know nothing about this man okay <laughs> yeah and I've pretty much told you everything I know about yeah. him yeah <laughs> yeah at this point <laughs> we're just gonna pretend he is. Lieutenant Spence. I'm good with that. As am I. <laughs> Zatch, I want to go back to. Yes. He's technically right about most of the things, but that doesn't mean that he's likable or moral in any way. Hmm, mm -hmm. Like, his plan is literally just to kidnap these children. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, these children are not just, like children they are supposed to be like the people who save an entire is it a country i feel like an idiot now i think it's a country it's right a country, yes. <laughs> good <clears throat> yeah they're supposed to like be the ones who save it and save everybody's lives in that country and that whole thing not to say that that makes it okay for him to just show up and like kidnap these kids but like i don't know it, but they have okay. no choice at any point. No. He makes their father's life expendable. And he yeah. blows up their house. Not to stop the bad ninjas. He says he did it so they'd have no other choice but to go with him. And yeah. at that point, it's just like, okay, you might be right, but fuck you. Yeah. And I love that moment of Johnny where it's just like, no, all of your shit is expendable. My dad is not expendable. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He he was a like I there were a lot of I feel like without them actually trying to like build and grow Johnny as a character, he still does throughout the movie and they do it kind of subtly and it works really really well. Um and I love that he stands up for his shit basically. I mean, not that it's that surprising cuz it's his dad, but still. I will say though I'm going to I'm going to defend Zach a little bit. Because we find out this at the end, so spoiler. But their dad, the kid's dad, was Zatch's brother. So he had to take these kids and run knowing his brother was going to get killed. His entire family, everybody that he knew was going to get killed. And he was responsible for these kids uh, to get them to safety. And then he had to leave his nephews with... um, I don't know what Mac was, like a family friend to them or something like that, right? He was. Yeah, so he had to leave him with him. Not to say that that's like, oh, I don't trust you, but just like, I can't even be with my nephews now after all of that. I have to leave them with Mac. And then come back so long after because he knows that his nephew's lives are going to be at risk if he doesn't come back and like take them and prepare them. So I'm going to stand up for him and say, well, yes, the way that he does shit isn't exactly right. And, you know, maybe don't blow up their house and don't call their dad expendable, which I don't think for a second he believed. I think he was just trying to be like, okay, enough of this shit. We need to go, you know? Um, so Honestly, yeah, the way he did things wasn't great, but I, I kind of understand it. Like he, his brother died. He had to leave his brother to die so that he could save his nephews. That's not going to be an easy thing for anyone to do. I do believe that he thought Mac was expendable, but it was his job too. He had to believe that his own brother and sister-in-law were expendable to save the heirs. That's if they're expendable, Mac is expendable. That's true. I guess in, in some way they were. <laughs> this reminds was... me so much of Terminator though. Oh no. <laughs> or the kids don't have a choice. They can't be kids. They're special magic yeah. kids. They're going to save an entire nation. Oh god, there's a movie that I watched. It's like an alieny movie with Nicolas Cage in it. And the ending of that movie. Oh, I I I'm so glad I don't remember the name of this movie otherwise I'd be totally spoiling it for people. But you know, there's one person out there that's just like, "Fuck you. I was going to watch that movie." But anyway, like the kids don't have a choice. They have to be separated from their families to go like with the alien beings to basically reproduce it's like it's a really weird like almost like religious thing that happens at the end you know but with aliens (laughs) um yeah anyway that happens and I remember being so pissed off like no fuck you you don't get to just take the kids and do that I mean if they stayed they were all gonna die but still fuck you you know it was a really weird ending for me so now that I'm thinking about that I'm thinking about this and going oh poor Johnny and um, Adam but it was a funny movie so it didn't hit me like that. <laughs> well, Johnny would be like the John Connor, but he is also the one who made the emotion in this movie work. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's snarky and he's funny, mm-hmm. but Zatch is not emotional. Adam. No. I don't think that child actor was particularly good. I will come back to him in a sec, but go on. <laughs> like, they use him to be the comic relief in scenes where Johnny has to be serious. So mm. he comes off as being glib when, like, their dad is 
probably being tortured and during really serious scenes mm-hmm. and it's weirdly like sociopathic mm-hmm. well okay i'm gonna say this adam was my favorite character oh, <laughs> um, of course. Part, partly because he was freaking adorable i'm not gonna lie the like those eyes he's so cute uh he's probably older than i am now not probably he most definitely is i feel like anyway um he, he's an adorable child I don't think he was a bad actor. I think he did well with what they gave him. I don't think they gave him enough for him to... It wasn't like he fucked up what their vision was. I think they wanted the character to be this way, you know? I don't know exactly what they were going for, but you're right. It came off... He he was a little more similar, I think, to Zatch with the, like, unemotional, not attached to anybody kind of just like shrugging everything off like okay well but I'm gonna go ahead and do this and then that like I'm gonna play my video game and like even before he knew that his video game was how he was like seeing what was gonna happen next and like could use that he was still sitting there playing his video game and their dad was gone and they were home alone three kids were home alone and they didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen and ninjas were after him and he wasn't scared for a second I think he said to uh johnny he was a he was feeling a little freaked i think was what he said and my thought was that doesn't mean you're scared because of what just happened to you guys that means you're you're worried because johnny's sitting here silently not doing anything he normally would do and that's weird to you that's what i thought (laughs) and so i loved him because he was a weird little sociopathic shit and i I don't know that was really good to me well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but for me, it came off as being, like, he didn't care about their father. And I would understand why Zatch would have that sort of disconnect, because mm-hmm. it was his job to, but Adam was not raised to be that way, so it didn't make as much sense. Yeah. But, but Johnny really did carry the emotional beats, and Adam never really felt like he cared about much of anything. Yeah, and now I want a movie of Surf Ninjas rewritten about Adam being a sociopath. So that's where we're at with this movie. Oh yeah, is that the ending where they (laughs) take down Colonel Chi and then Adam kills everyone and he's like, I'm your dictator now? (laughs) I mean, who would would expect it besides you and I now? It needs to end with bow down, bitches, though. Of course. Yeah. And then, and then Beyonce's song needs to start playing. Anyway, um, but going back to this actual movie, uh, <laughs> the things that actually happened, I don't know what word he said. Um, I'm going to talk about an Adam um, quote. It's not my favorite quote, but since we're talking about him, does he say Quimby's? It's said a couple of times, I think. I, I, I don't, don't know what it know means. What it Okay, he says about the ninjas that drop in and they're fighting him. He said, who were those Quimby's in the camouflage pajamas? And I love that, but I don't know what the hell a Quimby is. I'm assuming it's like an insulting word about like idiots kind of a thing about the ninjas, you know? I didn't know what it meant, but I liked that line with the camouflage pajamas because it's like, yeah, they think they're so cool with their camouflage. And then somebody else says too, like, oh yeah, they were really hiding in there in the scenery around them or something like that. That might've been Iggy. I can't remember now, but 
I thought that was really funny because it's always a thought of mine when people show up in weird places in camouflage and you're like, but you're not in the woods though. What are you camouflaging with? You know, like it doesn't make any damn sense. You just don't know because there are people in camouflage right now in your home and you can't tell them <laughs> ah, because they're in the right camouflage. Got it. Well, at least they're smart. <laughs> hmm. Um... Yeah, there was a lot of little um, funny things that happened, by the way, in the fight scenes. And I enjoy that because there was the whole ninja falling from the roof thing where Adam warns them and Zach just like looks up, takes a step back and then shakes his head and then steps on the ninja's face as he walks over him. Because <laughs> why not, I guess? <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that because I don't want to watch an actual ninja movie. No, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and then Adam seeing things through the video game, I thought was funny, by the way, because like, this is such an old movie. This is such an old video game console he's got. And like the graphics are such shit and everything, but it worked. And it still felt like, right, I guess, for like the way we grew up and how important video games were when we were kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And the fact that a kid his age would be attached to his console and take it with him everywhere he went. And he could use the video game to fight through Johnny, mm -hmm. which was an interesting concept. <laughs> Though yeah. at one point, his video game gets stolen by a tiny monkey, which oh, yeah. is the dumbest thing. <laughs> Even dumber, though. When he finds the monkey and tries to take the video console back, a monkey painted human size hand gives him the console. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they did the best they could, okay? They weren't going to train a monkey. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, they did train that monkey to go sit right there in, on that rock where they wanted him, but, you know, that's about it. Mm. <laughs> At one point, they have to go to a Patusani restaurant where the Patusan rebels live. Mm-hmm. And this is where it starts getting casually racist for laughs, because first they meet an Asian man named Goombay, and they call him Gumby, because, <laughs> yep. you know, those 15-year-olds in 1992, the only thing they love <laughs> more than Anne is Gumby. Gumby, yep. And um. then he meets his betrothed, uh, or I guess future promised wife, Rome. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Who is a beautiful young lady mm -hmm. who is meeting her future husband, the future king of Patusan, who is wearing Capri Ashkosh, <laughs> like one piece. Uh, overall things. Yeah. And a tie dye <laughs> so shirt. And so long good. socks and <laughs> like low top sneakers. Yeah. It was perfect. It was the perfect. Poor woman. <laughs> oh. Well, okay, I'm gonna say something about Rome before I get into any further talk about her, because I've I've got a few things to say about her, but she is very beautiful when we get to see her later on. Why did they do that to that poor girl where they put that ugly-ass giant crown on her head, pulled all of her hair off of her face so she looked bald, 
And like, nobody looks good like that. I'm not trying to say she's, she, it was like her, her thing, but like when they like pulled the veil off of her face, I was like, this is supposed to be the moment where Johnny sees her and is like, whoa, I think that's his actual reaction. Whoa. Um, and then like they pull the veil off and I'm like, what the hell? And it sounds awful, but she, she didn't look good like that. And then later, like her hair is down. And you're like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She's such a, she's such a pretty girl. Why the fuck did they do that to her? Like her first on-screen moment. And that was it. I assume yes. it was meant to be a traditional Patsusani garb for like first put some meeting makeup of her or something on her. Yeah, apparently I don't give a shit about your traditions and your whatever. <laughs> I did enjoy Iggy's little technically technically he'll be your Gumby in law. It was so stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> I think she is a weird character in this. Mm-hmm. Because I would have watched a movie just of her. I would have too. Like, she wasn't that well developed in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. she was supposed to be the love interest. But she was also really deep in the Patusani revolution. She couldn't Mm -hmm. fight. Yep. And then later on, she kisses Johnny and then goes to him and is like, I don't think I should have to marry who my parents pick out for me to marry. And I mean, the kiss was great and all, but you understand, I don't believe in arranged marriage. And he's all disappointed. And she's like, but we can still go out. Yeah, I loved that so much because they made her this like tough chick who was still tough because she was like, I don't want to do what my mom and dad are trying to make me do. Like arranged marriage is stupid. That's basically what she's saying. And then it's just like, yeah, but you're cute. And I still want to date you. And I'm not going to be like, no, I made the speech, so I have to stick with it. And we can't date either. You know what I mean? Like, she still likes him. He's still a cute boy that she wants to date. And she's not going to back down from that just because she doesn't want to, like, marry him right now. And (laughs) And it was great. It's not insta-love at any point. Mm -hmm. She, at first, is like, yes, I'm betrothed to you. I'm supposed to be your queen. And then eventually starts to like him it's not like i'm in love with you now i really want to marry you it's she saw him fighting with his you know magic knives in the cave and she got all like damn (laughs) yeah and then she decided she wanted to actually date him yeah and and it still wasn't yeah and it wasn't like they were in love in the end either it was a cute like 17 year old or whatever they are a little romance you know like they had been through a lot together they clearly had feelings for each other but it wasn't like I'm in love with you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life like a lot of movies tend to do well especially for an action comedy that's as much as I need I don't need yeah but we don't know her age we know that the arranged marriage was agreed upon when they were babies Mm-hmm. And we know that he is supposed to be 15. He's got a hell of a lot of abs for 15. <laughs> but he he's does. supposed to be 15. Oh, okay. I, I was so, aging him up. Okay. There's a scene when uh, Adam and Lieutenant Spence get caught by the Patusani guards. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to rescue them. And Romay says, I've got this, let me do it. She goes mm-hmm. out, says something not in English to these very adult men, crooks her mm-hmm. finger, and then like four or five guys follow her into the woods. Yep. So 
either she's under 18 and like five guys think they're about to gangbang a child in the woods or she's huh? over 18 and she just kissed a 15 year old boy <laughs> i was under the impression that they were in the same age or close to the same age so i thought she was underage that was one of the most disgusting things in the movie to me that scene that you described mm-hmm. because i i was so bothered by it and it was another one of those really family movie this is what you're throwing in because like like you said, they didn't tell us how old she was. So I don't know. I wouldn't have assumed she was older than him. I wouldn't have assumed that she was 18 or older. I would have assumed that even if she is older than he is, it's like by a year or something, you know? Um, So it was really, really disturbing and disgusting more than it would have been. I think if it was like 18 and no, 18 and 15 is still really gross. Never mind. Still would have been gross either way. Well, better and- than I think a bunch of adult men ready to gang bang a child in the woods. And even if like she was 18, they don't fucking know that. <laughs> I think what helps though is that these people are supposed to unabashedly be the bad guys. Yeah. These aren't like uh, we don't know, we were just following orders type of people. Mm-hmm. They're working for the guy with the torture camps. That's true. Good point. Like, Colonel Chi leaves a few survivors in the burnt down village as a warning to anyone who might consider helping the rebels. Yeah. And for that man and the people who work for him, Mm. just showing that they are willing to do that with a child only makes them seem more formidable and more evil. That's, That's a good point. Yeah. I still didn't want it in my family friendly movie though. No. Uh <laughs> speaking of things I don't want in my family friendly movie though, mm-hmm. during the fight scene right before they leave Patusan, Rome is captured and apparently they don't want us to know that she can fight yet, so she's just not doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. And Shawnee yells, Take your hands off my Betty. Oh god, yes. What? <laughs> what was it. that? That was so bad. I forgot about that. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, things I do want, though, in my family-friendly movie, a couple of things that I really, really thought were funny in, like, kind of sneaky funny ways. Um, when Zatch is like, put your sword up, we're going to fight, basically. Um, or knife, sword, whatever the hell they are. Uh, but, like, he's trying to fight Johnny to get him, like, ready and whatever, and for him to, like, call on his powers and whatever um johnny the entire time as he's like no i don't want to fight you is is trying to like psychoanalyze zatch and is like trying to figure out why he's trying to do this and he's asking him all these questions and saying all these things about how he needs to chill and whatever and i thought it was really funny it was it was a great fight scene and they were knives they were the knives of kwan su <laughs> i want to know what kwan su means because they use it for everything they do, but I'm going to stick with what Adam says. It probably means free beer. <laughs> the knives of free beer. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah, obviously. But, you use them, everybody gets free beer. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> they really went, before they even went looking for anything else on the island, to look for these knives. They did. Because, according to Zatch, they are something that not even money can buy. <laughs> and... That leads to my favorite quote, and probably one of yours. Uh-huh. Iggy, 
just goes on this long rant goes knives oh yeah seriously that's something money can't buy knives once i went to a cutlery store and said here's a hundred thousand dollars can i buy a knife they said no money can't buy knives (laughs) gee i guess that's why i hardly ever see any of them around on the third day of the expedition they came across a giant rubber plant unfortunately they could not cut it down for as we know money can't buy knives walking around the plant they continued on the shores of patusan and then when Zatch asks, is there no way we can shut this chattering monkey up? Mm-hmm. Spence responds, you know, I'd cut him, but I don't have a knife. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. If you don't watch anything else in the movie, YouTube, Surf Ninja's Knives. Yeah. It's the funniest thing Rob Schneider's ever done. It's the funniest thing Tom Loke's ever done. <laughs> it's probably I'm... the funniest thing that Ernie Reyes Sr.'s ever done. I don't know his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, I, I really like that they threw in the little addition from Spence, too, because like it was already funny with all of the Iggy parts, um, and it could have ended there, but then they like added a little bit to it, and it made it even funnier. It made it so good. Yeah, at no point do I feel like the main group that we wind up with, mm. like, I don't feel like any of them is just there with nothing to do. They all have a role to play, including yeah. him, and I like that they made that happen. Nobody yeah. overlaps and goes, oh, well, you're redundant. Well, I also enjoy that this lieutenant decides that he hasn't had a vacation in a while, so he's just going to go with these kids. And they're like, and he says something like, oh, yeah, it felt like my, and I think the word is, the word they use is destiny. And I'm like, okay, sure, we'll roll with that. I want you to come along, so I'm good. That's fine. That's all I needed. Yeah, I mean, their lives are at risk, and Mm -hmm. the entire Pasusani people might be subjugated and have been for 10 years, and they might be being tortured and almost dying, but this is a vacation. He needs a vacation, yeah, obviously. (laughs) You know what, Uh, though? mm -hmm. At the end, he stays and becomes, like, a decorated officer in the Pasusani army, and it made me so happy, and I'm not even sure why. Because he deserved it, damn it. I don't know why. He did. He fought with them. He fought alongside them for a thing that meant nothing to him. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And maybe part of it was, like, maybe he was acting like, all like, oh, yeah, I need a vacation and blah, 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 all that shit. But, like, in reality, he was like, no, I'm going with these kids so that they're safe. Even though he didn't stay with them at the house or take them away from the house where they were going to be alone. You know, whatever. (laughs) No, but he did do a lot to ensure that they would be safe. He did. Yeah. Um, that fight scene between Zatch and Johnny ends with Johnny, like being really good at fighting and realizing that he is and all that. And then he like cuts a Z into Zatch's shirt and he says never mess with Zoro and I thought that was really funny and stupid yeah. uh, and, and you know the the scene uh, where basically where uh, right before Adam and uh, Spence get caught they are like like I was gonna say rolling it's not rolling they're sliding down I guess the mountain and Adam is like on his stomach sliding down the mountain and no, sorry, Spence is. And then Adam is on his back, like he's surfing or whatever. And though it was like, it was so stupid. It was such a nineties thing that these, this kid is like, yeah, you're probably going to die by the bottom of this mountain. It, oh God, he really was a sociopath. Like you're, you're literally 
being dragged down a mountain of rocks face first, but I'm having fun. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) But then, and then he like, when they get caught, Spence pulls his like LAPD badge out. And I was so stupid. And it was so funny. I was like, really? Really? Like, maybe it's worth a shot or something. I don't know. (laughs) It was so stupid. It was. Now, the thing I thought was most stupid about that scene, Mm -hmm. the amount of times that the guards just stand around pointing their guns at our heroes and just never pull the trigger. They're coming at them and kicking them. It's just like, just shoot them. (laughs) But then the movie would be over. I mean, it would. (laughs) <laughs> figure, don't give them guns if that's the case yeah yeah nothing else besides guns because mm-hmm. if they're just standing there in a line holding a gun and going oh which end does the bullet go in <laughs> well it's like when they have movies where like a whole gang of people attack one person but then they come at him one at a time well yeah it's but like, they wouldn't have even had to come at them they could have just that's like true. from shot. far away just shoot yeah. them yeah <laughs> Like, you want to know how General Chi just gets to be the dictator forever? Just load a clip into these kids and then take your camera phone and snap a few pictures and just be like, they didn't have camera phones. They didn't have camera phones. Throw the corpses in the back of your van and drive home. (laughs) Uh, I thought, by the way, the the whole thing of it being um, Leslie Nielsen playing Chi was really good because when you have Leslie Nielsen in a movie, he tends to take over, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like he's the main focus and he wasn't at all at any point in this movie. He had his scenes and that was that. It wasn't a Leslie Nielsen movie and I enjoyed that. I don't think it needed to be Leslie Nielsen. I would have rather seen it just for tonality to have been another Asian actor. Mm. Just because why would some random white guy want to come to Patusan? Why would, like, well, I guess why would they want to, to be the dictator? But, like... <laughs> because white people do weird things. I'm I'm kidding, white people. I'm kidding. <laughs> it would have made more sense for it to be someone from Patusan who That's wants true. to own rather yeah. to have it be some outsider who is just like, nope, killed the king, I'm dictator now. <laughs> well, you know, it it works, because then it was just him, and that was just the, like, decoy anyway, because as we discussed, Adam is going to be the one who actually takes over and kills anybody. So, you know, it will be somebody from Patusan who takes over. <laughs> um. I do enjoy that Adam talks so much about wanting to drive, by the way. Um, Like, throughout the movie, he mentions it a couple of different times. And he, like, earnestly says, I just really want to drive at one point. And then he gets to drive. And I thought that was cool that they threw that in, which, I mean, he's, I don't know how old he is. He's, like, in elementary school. So he's very young. He should not be driving. (laughs) But he's not a bad driver, I guess. So that was good. Um. But it also led to one of my favorite scenes of the movie Um, when they're all in the like back of the car and they're being chased by the bad guys and they find a box of dynamites because why not? Um, And they're like, throw it, like throw them at them or something like that. And Iggy takes out the dynamite sticks, does not light them and throws them 
a couple of them and then finally hit somebody in the head and he gets so excited that he got one and they're like you're supposed to light it and he's like oh (laughs) and I really love that because he's such an idiot but it's so fun to see him succeed at things and be so proud of himself even though he's doing the things the wrong way you're like good for you kid good for you to be fair to him it kind of worked he hit the guy with the dynamite and the car went off the road that's true that's true it did work it was still really stupid, but it worked. Well, it's not like he could learn martial arts because as this movie no. tells us, martial arts are like a natural ability passed down by the bloodline of the monarchy. And no matter what you do, you could never just learn karate. And just like you could never buy knives. I get it. <laughs> um another thing that was good and it's such a pointless thing and I don't know why they threw it in I don't know what the point of it was but it gave um Rob Schneider the chance to talk to the camera he's done he does that a couple of times I think through the movie but when um I think it's when they're looking for a light actually for the dynamite and he like pulls out um his cigarettes and he's like yeah I know I know I should quit and I don't even remember what Iggy says to the camera. I like, I have no idea, but I thought it was really funny because they were like, no, smoking is bad. You shouldn't smoke. I'm like, yeah, but this guy's doing Kung Fu. He's in great shape. Your whole like, don't smoke. It's bad for you kids. Ad that you tried to throw in just now backfired. No kid is watching that going, oh yeah, I shouldn't smoke. It would be bad for my health. They're going, oh, I could do Kung Fu, be a badass, be in great shape, like fight a bunch of ninjas and still smoke a cigarette. Maybe I need to smoke a cigarette to be that good. Who knows? <laughs> but I thought it was really cool. But it, Not cool, but it was funny that they threw that in, and it was stupid. <laughs> My two favorite things about that scene, not only mm. is Tone Loke the one who's, like, shaming him for smoking cigarettes, and mm. like, mm-hmm. you say wild thing <laughs> about, like, having a bunch of barely protected <laughs> sex with a bunch of strangers, and the funky uh, cold Medina about slipping something in the person you're with. <laughs> yep. At, at risk of having that person either wanting to marry you or being a... At that point, I believe it was just said that she was a man. Uh-huh. Though I don't know what that entailed. Um, and it being don't dangerous, so not you should date rape somebody but that they might turn out to be male or worse want commitment from you. Um, <laughs> that guy thinks it's bad for you to smoke and yeah also uh rob schneider says maybe you should get the patch oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was something funny I just an eye patch. yep yep it was great <laughs> worse yeah he's awful <laughs> um they they also um there's a point when they're fighting and zatch gets attacked i don't remember exactly how he gets attacked but he's oh he, he gets he takes a bullet for johnny i think right yeah. and he falls and we're we're not sure if he's dead or alive blah 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 and uh they have a, a little heartwarming moment where they all come around him and they keep, they're worried about him and like they're freaking out. And then he says, what if I don't die? 
and I thought that was so cute because he hates Iggy so much through this entire movie and he just wants to shut him up. He doesn't want him to go with them and all that. And then he does the Iggy thing of the what if thing. And you know what? It works. He doesn't die. Spoiler. (laughs) Johnny and Iggy's friendship was great during this. The way Mm. that Zatch hates Iggy is also great. (laughs) Yeah. Because Zatch is constantly like, can we leave him? Let's just leave (laughs) him here. He's annoying me. (laughs) And Johnny's like, no, he's my best friend. They saw him with us. He's coming with us. Give him a prince headband. He wants one. (laughs) Oh, okay. We have to talk about the headband thing, though. That does happen. And it's supposed to be like this big thing. Like, oh, you are the princess. You have earned these headbands, blah, blah, blah. And then every fucking person there is wearing a headband or putting one on. Like, what? okay, no, clearly they're not that, like, that big a deal, I guess. Because everyone in the village has it. Okay, either it's not that big a deal, or as we see, Johnny is not like, I am your king. He's like, give everybody a headband, dude. (laughs) Let's, yeah. (laughs) Hey, brah, you want a headband? You get a headband. He he turns into Oprah. You get a headband, and you get a headband. (laughs) Which is a great way, as a new leader, to inspire your people to have some kind of a trust in you or an allegiance to you. To just mm. be like, no, you're my people. We're all warriors. Please <laughs> yeah. join my army. We're going to go kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then I'm going to go back and finish school and like live where I lived and surf. <laughs> now. Oh, the sur- sorry. The surfing thing. The fact that they all build oh. surfboards just, you know really quickly just in like a few hours no big deal and then they can all surf that was stupid that was really as stupid. you remember he did teach them to bend your legs and move your arms that's so true that's about all that surfing all is right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely even i could surf if i wanted to i love that iggy would just pretend that he was gonna surf after he waxed his board even though his board had so much wax on it it looked like they pelted it with candles (laughs) and then he got to come back around and do the surfing it was like the car thing yeah it was and even though he fell he got hit by a wave again it was like the thing of him being so proud of himself and like he was i think he was telling johnny like did you see me did you see me it was great i did it i surfed and i was like oh you're so proud of yourself i'm proud of you too and i think those things took it from rob schneider is an almost 30 year old man to oh look at the kid he's so proud of himself and that was really really well played by him it was. And that's what's weird about this movie. It's like, is it a great movie? It's like, no, it is not a great movie. But I care yeah. so much about these people and their little tiny victories. Yep. <laughs> um, during the battle with Colonel Chi's army, mm-hmm. Zatch, or not Zatch, uh, Johnny is fighting Chi and he says, you have your sword, I don't have my gun. don't you want this to be a fair fight it's like okay this guy murdered your parents tried to (laughs) kill you and your baby brother shot your uncle abducted and tortured your adoptive father and subjugated your people fuck fair fight stab him (laughs) nah brah it has to be fair i feel like that's such a johnny thing and i feel like 
she like he knew that about him somehow or at the very least was like I'm gonna give it a shot it might work you never know (laughs) yeah this is the point where a different movie would have made it seem like he was gonna do it and then he just like jabs him in the throat and as she is bleeding out goes do you give my father a fair fight you son of a bitch (laughs) yeah they definitely couldn't do that in this movie otherwise then I'd really be questioning its ability to call itself a family-friendly movie yeah. <laughs> I was already questioning it to be fair um I almost thought by the way at the end they were not going to give me the thing I wanted so much which was the song performance thing because yet again Johnny is not ready for the thing that he's supposed to do I mean to be fair to him this time he didn't know that they were gonna be like waiting for a speech or whatever but like they're sitting there and um Rome says uh I think they want they're waiting for you to say something like the people are and he's like oh shit he has that moment like he did at school where he's just like I I didn't I don't have anything prepared and then Johnny gets up and says what does he say I don't even know what he says but he takes care of no not Johnny he is Johnny shit I always mix up the brother's names I've done so well until this point all Adam, Adam does so. is get up and say Kwan Su dudes. That's right, Kwan Su dudes. That that's good enough. They love it. Free beer, everyone. <laughs> but I thought they were not gonna end in a song because then Johnny gets up and like does make a speech of some sort. And not, I love like, his speech. It, it it was a good speech. It wasn't an amazing speech, but he's also a fifteen year old boy. So it was really Who good. He's had a really hard time ever <laughs> since true. he found out that he was a prince. He didn't have a lot of time to like write yeah. speeches. He was too busy trying to not get murdered. That's a good point. That's a but very good point. So it was a good fact speech. that it ended in I am no better than you. We're all the same. Dissolve the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Make it a democracy. Give the power to the people. It's just like wants to. <laughs> I'm st- I'm always gonna think that means free beer. I don't care, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was good. But I I thought that that's what they were gonna end on, and I was gonna be disappointed. I don't care how good the speech was. I don't care how good a character he ended up being, and like, well, like that his heart was in the right place and he was trying to do the right thing and all that. I would have been so pissed if they didn't give me the performance at the end. And then not only did they give me the performance, but it was even better because Baba Ram is that how you say his name? Yes. He was there, and he sang, and he performed, and it was beautiful. He was delightful. He really was. I enjoyed that a lot. He actually had a pretty good, like, falsetto-ish voice. Yeah. And I love that his whole thing, like, he wasn't, like, horrified at the Barbara Ann and then went, oh, you're the prince now. Oh, okay. Just like, I know him. I know this man. He's saying Barbara <laughs> and very funny man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he already loved it. It wasn't because he was a prince. Exactly. Yeah. And that made me excited for him. Yeah. I, and it, it was such a fun performance, and I'm glad that they ended it that way. Um, you noticed that Tom Loke didn't stick around for that one. <laughs> no, no, wanted nothing to do with that, which is going to take me back to a previous scene because it kind of relates to what you just said. Um, it, my favorite quote, my I guess one of my favorite quotes, um, is when they're going to surf, when they've got the surfboards made and everything. He says, brothers don't surf. This get back to the hood. Won't none of, my, won't, won't none of the homies talk to me again. 
and that was so good because it was like you're a fucking lieutenant what <laughs> like, what are you also, talking about right now? they were legitimately not from the hood no <laughs> but maybe he's talking about like the bad guys that live in the hood that he has to like fight against all the time he wants them to think he's cool though <laughs> well luckily he doesn't have to go back there and get ridiculed because he's just gonna live in Patusan forever yeah yeah. And as far as anyone in Patusan knows, he is like big hero foreign guy who <laughs> came there and was like saving their prince and king. Are they still the prince and king if they say it's a democracy or is it just like, is just it like a European system <laughs> where it's like they still have queens and kings, but it's mm. more like a mascot sort of thing? than it is a ruler of anything. It's like, yes, this is our king, this is our royal family, and now we're going to go vote for somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't make rules. They just cut ribbons sometimes and do little speeches. And Yeah, that sounds about right for probably what Johnny and Adam both would have wanted. Okay, what Johnny would have wanted. We know what Adam wants. We know what that kid wants. Take over the world. Um... <laughs> yeah, we know what Johnny wants, too, that girl. <laughs> That's about it. That's true. But he would love to come back and have the attention and get to cut some ribbons and shit. Like, that would have been fun for him. You know he would enjoy that. And come back and, like, surf with his people who aren't, like, his people because he's not their ruler, but, like, still, you know? Oh, yeah. Not live there, but, no. like, make appearances every so often and get yeah. the adulation and the hugs and... Yeah. Be loved by everybody, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And because it is a largely ornamental position, uh, Rich never has to do anything. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like the life for him. <laughs> um, there was also one last thing that I want to mention because I thought it was, it, it comes up and it it's almost like, okay, enough already, but it's also good. The guy that like gets shoved down the stairs I think by two different people and he like keeps having to climb back up each uh -huh. time. And then at the end, he like climbs all the way up and it's like, dude, your, your side lost. And he's like, uh, and then he just throws himself down the steps again. I thought that was so funny. I thought the second time he like got pushed down the steps was not that funny, but when he throws himself down the steps was pretty funny. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been funny for him to throw himself down if he hadn't been pushed twice. Yeah, that's true. It was good build up for it. So I'm glad they brought it back. Otherwise, I don't think I'd even have mentioned it because it would have just been like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a ridiculous shot. But yeah. again, the action scenes had to be a little funny because if they weren't, then they would have just been action scenes. Yeah, that's true. Um, are you ready for final ratings? I am. Oh, would you like me to go first since it's your movie? Oh, yeah. And I know you're just sitting on the edge of your seat waiting to know. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I gave it an 80. Okay. I'm going to say, I know this isn't a great movie. Mm -hmm. I am not, like, sitting here comparing it to cinema. Uh -huh. I had a good time. I was entertained. I can watch this movie when my brain is just dead and still have a good time 
Yeah. Like I was invested in the characters. I was invested in Johnny and in Max's fate and whether he lived or died and even the Pasusani revolution. Mm. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you've said this a million times. It doesn't have to be some crazy, amazing cinema to like cinema, piece of cinema. I don't yeah. know how the right way to say that is, but for it to be a good movie, if you enjoy it, that's really all that it, you need. I know, um, and, but when it isn't, sometimes you feel like you have to justify yourself. And then you're well, saying, like, why am I justifying myself to you? I liked it. Is that not good enough? I well, was entertained. Okay. Did you watch this as a kid? No, like I saw this was- for the first time about three years ago. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I thought for some reason that this had some sort of an, like nostalgia thing for you. I don't know why I had it in my head like that because you've told me about this movie I think a few times before now. Um, and I was gonna say, see, you have that at least, but no, never mind. You don't even have that because I gave it a seventy-four, and I'd never seen this movie before. Um, but all of the same things you said. It was enjoyable. The characters were all good. I had a hard time sitting there going, I don't like you about any of the characters. They were all enjoyable or they were just background characters that you see once and then you move on, you know? Um, There was enough comedy throughout it to balance out the like weird shit that happened sometimes that I've already mentioned. Um, And I really do enjoy that they gave the guy a love interest and she's like you said she's not like a big main character they don't have a lot of character development or like we don't really get to know anything about her life however they build her up in a way that made me enjoy her because she wasn't just this girl who was like oh yes I am yours forever now we shall marry like she stands up for herself she's a tough chick and in the end they like work out pretty well together you know and it was cute um so they even did that right and you know how um, I feel about females in a movie. Did we both love a female? We did. Is movie? this the first time? <laughs> Probably. Oh, yay. Good job, Rome. That's what that's what you did for us. Good job, <sighs> the creators of this movie and that character, I guess. Mm. But yeah, I, I also, like I said, I felt nostalgic for it because of Three Ninjas. And now I really want to watch Three Ninjas. So We will get there. We'll get there. But... We're not mm. getting there next time. Mm-mm. Next time, hopefully, we'll get to agree on more female characters. <laughs> because we're doing The Addams Family from 1991, mm. starring Angelica Houston and Raul Julia. Mm. Well, we'll see if I'm going to hate all of your favorite characters or not. Um, but, haha. Uh, I can deal with that. The podcast must go on, though. <laughs> all right, guys. In the meantime, check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies, on Twitter, Millennials ATM, and my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I, underscore movies. And mine is Cantaloupe underscore eyes, like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.